0: Hey AJ and welcome to another new episode of the D Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney Plus, I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK, and each week we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie with some facts and some possible goofs. Last week we covered the film The Rocketeer, that episode along with previous episodes are available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And as for this last week's movie, we've been watching The Lion King. But not just the original 1994 animated film, we've also been watching the 2019 live-action or CGI remake film as well, so we'll get to that one a little bit later in the show. How's everyone been doing this past week? I've been uh, doing some more videos at work, I've actually been doing a lot of videos this past week. We've started doing things like uh, video intros to quotes and things like that or like you know like video business cards almost so when people send an email or when people send a quote or when it, even just log onto a web page they can see a particular person who works in the business and their contact details and things like that and also I've recorded a video for an upcoming campaign that we're going to be running throughout the next few months through work as well. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of <laughs> video recording and editing this l- last week. I seem to have just been focused on just that. I've also been doing like things like screen recordings and things to and editing those together and voiceovering those. So... Yeah, I've been stuck inside Final Cut all week, so... Oh, by the way, Final Cut's the video editing software that I use if people don't use uh, a video editing software. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of all I've really been doing. Um, I'm actually recording this episode on a Saturday again. I'd been switching to Sundays. I mentioned it a few weeks back. I'd been switching to Sundays because I can start earlier in the day and I can finish earlier in the evening... However, this weekend, I thought I'd move it to Saturday because tomorrow, Sunday the 11th, is when England, the England football team face off against, I want to say, Italy. I'm not really a football fan or soccer fan for you Americans. I'm not really a football fan. Um, and I think they're facing off against Italy in the final of the European Cup or the Euros or however they want to word it. And, um, yeah, I have a bad feeling, or good feeling, or I just have some sort of a feeling that my neighbours are more than likely going to have a huge, huge, huge party in their back garden, and my kitchen where I record the podcasts will be right next to where they'll be having that party, and it will more than likely be very loud, so I'm just anticipating that, and I'm going to record all, or at least most of the podcasts today. And then maybe just edit it tomorrow. I'm. I still want to try and have an early night, just because I've been feeling a little bit off it. Also, this last week, it's been it's been a a hell of a week when it comes to uh, health. I've been feeling a bit off it. My wife's had a little bit of a cold. My daughter actually had to have a a uh, covid test the other day of all things. Uh, she's only 3 years old bless her and she had to have a covid test because she'd had a cold and a bit of a temperature and a cough when she was at nursery and the first thing of course that everyone thinks to at the moment which is understandable Every, you have to be cautious at the moment with all these things but of course the first thing that anyone thinks at the moment is it's covid and we're just like oh she's just got a cold she's a child uh, but anyway, we did the responsible thing. We took her for a full is it PCR test or whatever it's called, and it came back negative. So I'm really thankful with that. And then only today, my wife got a message from our son's school saying, oh, by the way, your son's been in contact with uh, someone whose family member has had a, uh, a positive result from a COVID test. So, you know, that last week of school that your son's supposed to be going to? Yeah, yeah. no, we've cancelled that we like, bless him. I don't think he fully understands yet that he won't see his like, friends before the end of the school year now because we, we don't live close to where his school is because his school's close to where his grandparents live or grandparents on um, my wife's side. Um. So, yeah, he uh, won't actually get to see his friends before the end of the school year, which is a little bit sad. And he won't get to see his teacher again because his teacher's actually moving on from... The current position that she's in, and moving to a different school district, I believe. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be a little bit upset when all this kind of hits and he realizes what's going off. I feel really sorry for him, but yeah, that seems to have been kind of where we've been this last few days. It's been a bit uh, of a roller coaster ride with these sorts of things, um, and of course, I'm feeling a little bit gunky now. I just think it's a bit of cold that's going around, but. Uh, I do want to apologize, by the way, for the, if there's a little bit of a buzzing or some sort of a wind noise in the background of the podcast today, it's really warm in our kitchen today, so I've got this little handheld fan, you probably see people walking around the the Disney parks and things with them, I've got a little handheld fan, and I've positioned it quite far away on our kitchen counter, uh, just so that you don't hear like the buzzing and the vibrating through the table and things like that, but it's still quite loud so I've just placed it as far away as I can and on quite a low setting so that it doesn't like vibrate and vibrate. In fact, just give me a second and I will uh, play it to you just how you, how it sounds. So if I had it on the table, this is basically how it would sound. You just hear this like constant buzzing all the time. Yeah, not nice. So anyway, I'll put it back where it was. Anyway, enough of my ramblings and moaning about the sounds and background sounds and everything like that. Hopefully everyone's had a good week. Uh, Drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Plus is the word, remember as well. And let me know how you've been doing. I'll dive right into the news though. I'll start off the week with something that got announced uh, actually as I was recording last week's show, I think it was. So unfortunately it got missed out because I didn't actually realise until I'd recorded and edited the show, so... Uh, last week, Disney announced the trailer for the upcoming second season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I actually really enjoyed the first season of this. Actually, no details have been released on the launch of the second season. It was just a teaser trailer which actually celebrated the 4th of July weekend, which actually showed Jeff as a firework. It was actually quite interesting to be able to see how they would like done this so I have no doubt that that will be part of some sort of episode during the second season. There's no release date yet for the second season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum, but as soon as there is any further information or a full trailer, I'll be sure to let you know. This past week, the website Discussing Film released some information about a potential upcoming Walt Disney Animation Studios film. Apparently, the film will be directed by Don Hall, who directed Raya in the Last Dragon, and Big Hero 6, who is actually currently developing a new Baymax Disney Plus series as well, which I'm looking forward to. Kwai Nguyen, again I apologize if I'm saying any of these names wrong, who wrote Ryan and the Last Dragon, will also be joining the team to write this new project as well. And Roy Conley, who also worked with, on the Raya film, will produce as well, so that's really interesting. It's nice to see that some of these teams who work together on some of the like, really successful films for Disney, especially if they develop this sort of relationship and rapport where they can work well together, can work on future projects. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this will be. Casting is underway at the moment for the main character, who apparently we will called Ethan, who is a biracial 14-year-old. Disney is looking for someone over 18 to be able to provide the voice for Ethan, who, according to the line Sounds very typical for a teenager who is playful, quick-witted, but can also retreat. He can also be a wise-ass, but he isn't particularly tough. The actor voicing him should be funny, likeable, sound like a 14-year-old, but also possess the ability to turn quickly inward and show us a soft emotional side. It actually sounds like quite an interesting character. And whilst nothing else is known about the project, including the name or the plot or any sort of rough release date, as soon as I see any more information about this potential project, I'll be sure to let you know. Staying on the project of Walt Disney Animation Studios films, though, this past week, Disney released the poster and trailer for the upcoming film, Encanto. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right, if I'm honest. But Encanto will tell the story of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals... Again, uh, you know how useless I am with names by now. Who live in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house. In a vibrant town in a wondrous, charmed place called Encanto. In the film, the magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. From super strength to the power to heal. Every child except one. Maribel. But when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger... Maribel decides that she might just be her exceptional family's last hope. I actually really enjoyed the look of this trailer. This trailer kind of came, came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't really know much about the project. And then suddenly, within the span of two days, we had a poster and we had this trailer come out. And I was talking about it with someone in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, actually, and we were just saying that it looks really good and for a movie that's kind of not really been spoken about too much up until now and this trailer just suddenly drops out of nowhere and I was just like wow this looks really good especially after seeing some of the other Disney animation films recently with the kids as well. Anyway I'm really looking for this and the film's currently scheduled for release on November 26th of this year so uh, I'll keep an eye out for more information on this and any more trailers as they come out as well keeping with the trailers though, last week I know we got a teaser trailer for the upcoming Descendants Royal Wedding uh, animated sequel film. However, this past week we also got a full trailer for it. And I know I've been a little bit down on this movie because it won't be a live action movie. However, the animation style that's shown in the trailer reminds me of many of Disney's classic hand-drawn animated films. And I'm actually really looking forward to when the film will be released on august 13th it will be interesting to be able to follow further along with these characters i know we've watched the f- first three films with the kids recently and i think they'll probably want to watch it again before this is released but uh, yeah now i'm looking forward to seeing how these characters have progressed but also how they'll deal with the uh, story of carlos as well so uh, yeah i'll be uh, Stay in tuned to this one because it's it's an interesting one to be able to see how they've progressed with the film going from a live action setting to an animated setting. So I can't get my words out at the moment. Anyway, the film will be available first on the Disney Channel in the US, after the premiere of the other new Disney Channel original movie, Spin, which actually, as I spoke about the other week, has been announced for also being released on August 13th, and this week we also saw a trailer for this film. I watched it, it it looks (laughs) alright, it's maybe not my thing, I'm I'm not really sure. I might give it a go with the kids when it's released, but uh, I can't say that it gripped me and wanted me to kind of like really watch it but uh, yeah i'll probably give it a go uh like i say that is also going to be released on friday, friday august 13th if you do want to be able to check out the trailer for yourself it is available now over on the disney channel's official youtube channel so uh, yeah head on over there if you want to be able to see the trailer for spin moving on for a little bit of hulu and star news though Dizzy has acquired the rights to the upcoming Lionsgate film, The Valet, which is an English remake of the 2006 Francis Viber film of the same name. In the film, Samara Weaving plays Olivia, a movie star who enlists Antonio, played by Eugenia. uh, I'm not even sure how you pronounce this name. Eugenia DeBreeze? I have no idea. Anyway, Antonio is a parking valet and Olivia uh, asks him to pose as her lover to cover for a relationship with a married man. As a valet, the hardworking Antonio usually flies under the radar, but his ruse with Olivia thrusts him into the spotlight and he begins to see himself more clearly than ever before. No exact release date has been given yet on this film, other than that it should arrive on Hulu in the US and Disney's Star Service internationally next summer. I'll move on to some more closure announcements now for more Disney channels. Disney announced that Disney Junior and Fox channels will close in Germany, Austria and Switzerland on September 30th of this year. This, of course, is a part of Disney's strategy to close more than 100 Disney-owned TV channels around the world before the end of the year. All of the shows will migrate over to Disney Plus in those countries, however in Germany some Disney Junior shows will also air on the German free TV Disney Channel, which Disney still sees as a, and I quote, an important channel in our distribution strategy. I'm not sure what that means and why that particular channel is uh, different to the other Disney channels around the world, but uh, I'm sure I should really do some research on that and see why that is. These will not be the last channels to close, of course, as this is part of Disney's closure plans for the rest of the year. And uh, more than likely, in a few weeks' time, we'll probably hear of some more from some other countries around the world. So I'll be keeping a close eye on that. Moving on to a little bit of Star Wars news. In a recent interview with Tamura Morrison... Anyway, he plays Boba Fett and had previously played Django Fett and the clone troopers in the Star Wars films. He confirms some of the directors for the upcoming Book of Boba Fett series, which has recently finished filming. These will reportedly include Robert Rodriguez, Jon Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni. I'm actually really looking forward to this series, which is currently due, still due to be released this December and follows on from where we last saw Boba Fett at the end of the Season 2 of The Mandalorian. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really a big Star Wars fan. So, yeah, I'm, re- I, I'm really enjoying all of the Star Wars projects that we're seeing come to Disney+. We also actually had some more Marvel news this past week, too. On Friday, Marvel released the first full trailer for the upcoming series, What If?, the series will tell the story of some of the most popular Marvel characters if things had gone just a little bit differently, such as what if Agent Carter had received a super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. I actually, I keep saying I really enjoy, but I did really enjoy the look of this trailer, and I think that the concept of what is what if sounds really interesting because it's always, I've always wondered what happened if those stories just went to, A little bit differently, and uh, the What If series actually comes from the comics as well as different things have happened in different uh, timelines in the multiverse, and I do have a feeling that this could be where we could see the introduction of some characters, say for example X-Men characters and so on as well. And I also wouldn't be surprised if this could tie in in some way, shape or form to both the current Loki TV series and also the upcoming Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness film as well, because all of these are set to involve the multiverse in some way as well. The What If series is currently due to debut on Disney Plus on August 11th. I also saw a rumour this past week that the upcoming She-Hulk series may be the first official MCU character to break the fourth wall in the upcoming series. Of course, we know Deadpool for being one of the most popular characters to do this sort of uh, interaction with the audience, and I have no doubt that that will also carry on in the upcoming Deadpool 3 film, which is supposedly in production and is rumoured to bring Deadpool directly into the MCU for the first time. I think this will probably occur somehow through bringing him in through a um, maybe an alternate timeline or the multiverse again similar to how i said with dr strange in the multiverse of madness you never you never know he might even show up in that film as well so for those who don't know breaking the fourth wall is a method by which the character speaks directly to the audience from the screen or of course if you're deadpool you reference the audience in the character whilst also a reference in the actor who's playing the character and the roles that they've also played in other films seriously if you haven't seen dead deadpool it's it's a lot of fun and uh, Ryan Reynolds just do does this fourth wall breaking really well so uh, it's it's definitely one that I recommend definitely not for the kids though unless maybe you want to watch the uh, family friendly cut of deadpool 2 but uh, Yeah, I do recommend the Deadpool films for anyone who hasn't seen them and is the right age to be able to watch them as well. Got a little bit sidetracked then for a minute, but the uh, She-Hulk character, uh, which I was speaking about who may be doing this, has actually been doing this in the comics for many years as well. So it's not just Deadpool that has done this, both in the comics and in the films. She-Hulk has actually been known for doing this as well, and it would be interesting to see that brought in to the TV series to kind of pick up on that uh, aspect of the comics. I did also see some merchandise news for Disney Plus series this past week as well, starting with some Marvel merchandise. I saw that Pop have released the uh, look of the figures for Loki, Classic Loki, Alligator Loki, Captain Britain and many of the other characters from the upcoming What If series. I also saw a Vote Loki pin and some Loki t-shirts and even a backpack for Loki as well, so those all look really interesting. I might be tempted to pick up one or two of the pop figures, although my wife might have other things to say about that. I don't think I really have anywhere to put them to begin with. There'll also be new pop figures for some of the characters from the new Monsters at Work TV series as well, which are being released. I also saw that Marvel have confirmed now this past week that they will not be joining the upcoming Comic-Con at home this year. Hopefully they're just saving themselves for a potential in-person Comic-Con next year and maybe a much larger event that they'll make from it. I know many of these events, such as Comic-Con and E3, which is the gaming uh, convention, and many others have been struggling to gain interest this past year or more uh, as part of their digital events. They're just not really the same as in-person events, and I I really hope that we start to see these turn around and things improve to a point where these can start to take place again. In fact, there's uh, like Comic-Con-type events in the UK and... I recently saw that there's one actually coming to my hometown and also near where I work as well. And it would be interesting to be able to go along, maybe even take my son over to them because he'd be interested in a lot of the things that were there and be interested in seeing them. But I would have to feel comfortable to be able to go to them in the first place, I think. Moving on from that, though, that seems to be about it for the news this past week. Is there anything that's piqued your interest and that you're looking forward to from the news announcements from this past week in Disney Plus? If there is, drop me a message over on social media at, at or forward slash the D Plus Club. So, what's new and what's coming soon and what we're we looking forward to this next week in Disney Plus? Well, of course, this last week we had new episodes of Loki, The Bad Batch, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, and the first two episodes of Monsters at Work. And I'll start with Loki because this series so far has been... I I don't know about anyone else, but I feel that each Marvel series that is released so far just seems to be upping the game on the last. I feel like they're competing with each other as to, I can do this series better than you sort of thing. Because this last episode of uh, the Loki series, episode 5, has been, it was absolutely immense. And it didn't seem to stop. I I know last week I said that I really enjoyed episode 4, but maybe the first half was a bit kind of quiet and then it built up as it got towards the second half and it was a really good episode but episode five was kind of like bang 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 something after another after another after another after another and it just didn't stop and it, it it's not that it was say for example too much or confusing in any way it was just there was a lot of plot points and a lot of information that they were able to get there, and they did it really well. And it really progressed the story forward, and I feel that it set up a potentially really good final episode of this first season of Loki. So, I'm um, again, I'm trying not to spoil anything, and if it sounds like I'm stuttering a little bit, it's because I'm trying not to say the wrong thing and maybe spoil it for someone who hasn't seen this series yet. But uh, if you are into the mcu or maybe you're holding off on uh, maybe watching the series once it's all over i do highly recommend it and maybe even if you've only seen a couple of the mcu films then i still do highly recommend loki it's a a good tv series all in its own right i would say i'll move on to high school musical the musical the series next um again it, i felt that this last week's episode I don't know whether, as maybe as part of filming, that they all had to isolate for particular reasons as part of the current pandemic, but I I don't feel that this last week's episode worked very well, for some reason. It basically started off as a Zoom call between all of the uh, different cast of the TV series, and they were trying to find a way to kind of one-up their competition, and... I just don't feel. I feel that the song that they did worked really well, and it was edited really well, and the actual song it was really good. However, I just don't feel that the way that the episode progressed up to that point was really good. (laughs) Maybe I'm. I'm, It's a bit of a downer, but. uh, there was only one character that I feel that their story really progressed in this past week's episode, and that's the character of, I think it's Gina, I think her name is. And uh, yeah, I feel that her character and her role through this past week's episode was probably the best out of all of them. And again, it, the the episode, I think, had that kind of stumbling point where they were maybe trying to concentrate on too many characters for their own character progression, And I just felt like they were trying to do too much. Maybe if they'd have just concentrated on Gina's character in this episode and maybe even fleshed it out a little bit more, it would have probably been a more enjoyable episode as a whole. But uh, yeah, that's just my feelings on it moving on to the bad batch though i watched this last night actually before i went to bed and i absolutely loved it we didn't actually see that much of the main cast of the series in this last week's episode it was more of kind of a, a side story if you will however it concentrated on the early life of the character of harris and doula who many may know from the star wars rebels series And it was really nice to be able to see a little bit of a character origin for this character, whilst also tying them into the wider Star Wars universe and how this character has kind of linked up with the Bad Batch as well. I'm hoping that we do see this character and uh, their backstory progress a little bit more through this series as well. Hopefully we get to see them in further episodes. I have a feeling that we will in, in some way, shape or form, but yeah, we didn't... We didn't completely miss out on the main cast this week. We did get to see them briefly, but it was more of a episode which, con- which concentrated on another character from the Star Wars universe, and I'm not mad about that. I actually really enjoyed it, so... Uh maybe we could have a few more of those every now and again as long as it doesn't take away from the overall larger story arc of the season but yeah no i really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to seeing how this next week's episode turns out and uh, what we've got in store there as well and finally i wanted to give you my thoughts today on the monsters at work tv series we held off on watching it earlier in the week when it was released just because we wanted to watch it with the kids and I'm I'm starting to think that me and my wife maybe enjoyed it more than our kids did because we really enjoyed it. And the series picks up literally immediately after the first film, and it's really interesting to be able to see that because I feel that the the closing moments of the film included a little bit of a time jump actually, and the TV series kind of brings in just before that, and it works really really well actually. How. uh, and how we see the change from scares and screams powering the city of Monstropolis, I want to say, to laughter powering that, and the struggle that they're going to have with that as well. I'm not going to give too much away about the series and the episodes that we've seen so far, but uh, needless to say, Mike and Sully are a part of the series, however, they're not the main characters, so... You will see them, and they were a part of both the first two episodes. However, I wouldn't be certain if we'd be able to see them in every episode, or if we do, they may just not be playing larger roles. But they are playing a larger role in the series if that makes any sense that they've taken over as the heads of Monsters, uh, Monsters Inc at this point so uh, they, are, they do have large roles but uh, you kind of understand where I'm coming from with that. If you've watched any of these this past week let me know your thoughts on them over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord of course you can ho- hop on over into the Disney Plus room we do have spoiler tags available in there for anyone to use so you don't give anything away for people who maybe not have seen them yet just maybe start off your comments with spoilers monsters uh, monsters at work or spoilers loki or whatever you want to be able to do but just uh, maybe try not to spoil it for other people but if you want to leave your comments on it you can do just go to srsounds.com forward slash discord and you can head over to the disney plus room in there this next week of course starts off with the final episode in the first season of loki on wednesday as well as the third episode of monsters at work over in the us on wednesday you'll also get all of the first season of disney juniors minis bow tunes party palace pals wow that's a mouthful whilst over in the uk we'll also get american dad season 17 episode 2 and the first season of National Geographic's Race to the Centre of the Earth, which was available over in the US only the other week, actually. Moving on to Friday, we'll see all new episodes of High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The Bad Batch, and The Mysterious Benedict Society. In the US, you'll see more editions as part of this year's Shark Fest in the form of Shark Attack Investigation, The Page Winter Story, Croc That Ate Jaws, Shark Gangs, Shark Attack Files, and World's Most Dangerous Shark. Outside of the Sharkfest editions, you'll also see a new episode of Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, and the movie We Bought a Zoo, starring Matt Damon and the Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson, which is loosely based on the 2008 book of the same name, actually. Over in the UK on Friday, we'll see new episodes of Disney Star Original Series in the form of Love Victor Season 2 Episode 5, The Gloaming Episode 6, Rebel Episode 8, Modoc, Episode 9, Grown-ish Season 3 Episode 12, and the first episode in Season 2 of the series War of the Worlds, which picks up with the survivors in London four months after the attack. We'll also see the addition of the children's series Tots Season 2, about a penguin and a flamingo who work at the Tiny Ones Transport Service, where they deliver newborn baby animals to their parents. And over in the UK, we'll see our first editions for Shark Fest in the form of Shark vs. Tuna, Shark vs. Whale, Shark vs. Dolphin Blood Battle, Sharkatraz, What the Shark, and Sharkano. I actually thought that said uh, Sharknado, you know, the like sci-fi... Uh, films that are kind of really cheesy and everyone still loves them. I actually would actually watch Sharknado rather than these, to be honest. Um, As for movies, we'll see the addition of Breakthrough, Flight of the Phoenix, Mission to Mars, and The Royal Tenenbaums. And that seems to be it for the new editions this week. What are you most looking forward to seeing this coming week on Disney Plus? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club. Well, Now it's time for the weekly movie club. As I mentioned earlier, this last week's movie club has been The Lion King. But not just the 1994 animated film, but also the 2019 live action or CGI remake of the film as well. So if somehow you have never seen any of The Lion King films and are not aware of the story of The Lion King, this is your spoiler warning. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, go and watch either of the films, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. Now, I will say before we get started, I'll do this similar as to I did with Mulan a few weeks back, where because the stories are very similar or almost identical in a way, but there are only some minor changes, I will give more of kind of a top-down overview of the film and not focus whilst I'm going through it on the changes here and there. I'll I'll maybe concentrate on some of the changes afterwards and we'll cover some of those comparisons between the animated and the live-action film, but uh, I kind of just wanted to preface the overview with that before we get into it, so I will uh, get started on that now. In the Pride Lands of Africa, a Pride of Lions rules over the animal kingdom from Pride Rock. King Mufasa and Queen Saribi present their newborn son Simba to the gathering animals by Rafiki, the kingdom's shaman and advisor. As Simba grows older, Mufasa shows him the Pride Lands, and explains to him his responsibilities of kingship, and the circle of life which connects all things. Mufasa's younger brother, Scar, is jealous of his brother, and covets the throne and plots to get rid of Mufasa and Simba so that he may become king. He tricks Simba and his best friend Nala into exploring the forbidden elephant's graveyard despite Mufasa telling Simba to not go to this land. Upon visiting these lands, Simba and Nala are chased by the hyenas who call this land their home. Mufasa hears about the incident from his advisor Zazu, and goes to rescue the cubs. Although upset with Simba, Mufasa forgives him, and explains that great kings of the past watch over them from the night sky, which, one day, he will watch over Simba also. Meanwhile, Scar visits with the hyenas and convinces them to help him overthrow Mufasa in exchange for them being able to hunt in the Pride Lands. Scar sets a trap for his brother and his nephew, luring Simba into a gorge and having the hyenas drive a large herd of wildebeest into a stampede that will trample him. Scar informs Mufasa of Simba's peril, knowing that the kin will rush to save his son. Mufasa saves Simba, but as he attempts to escape for himself, ends up hanging from the Gorge's edge. Scar refuses to help Mufasa, instead sending him falling to his death. He then convinces Simba that the tragedy was all Simba's own fault, and advises him to leave the kingdom and never return. Scar orders the Hyenas to kill the cub, but Simba manages to escape. Scar tells the Pride that the Stampede killed Mufasa and Simba and steps forward as the new king. And at the same time, he also allows the hyenas to live and hunt in the Pride Lands. Simba journeys on his own across the desert until he collapses from exhaustion and is about to be attacked by buzzards. He is rescued, though, by a meerkat and a warthog named Timon and Pumbaa. Simba decides to stay with his new friends and grows up in their oasis home with the local wildlife. Living a carefree life under the motto... Akuna Matata, which means no worries in Swahili. Years later, a grown-up Simba rescues Timon and Pumba from a hungry lioness, who turns out to be his childhood best friend, Nala. She and Simba reunite, and quickly fall in love. She urges him to return home, telling him that the Pride Lands have become a drought-stricken wasteland under Scar's reign. Still, feeling guilty over his father's death, Simba refuses and storms off. However, he later encounters Rafiki, who tells him that Mufasa's spirit lives on in Simba. Simba is visited by the ghost of Mufasa in the night sky, who tells him that he must take his rightful place as king. And realizing that he can no longer run from his past, Simba decides to return to the Pride Lands. With the help of his friends, Simba sneaks past the hyenas at Pride Rock and confronts Scar, who is about to fight his mother. Scar taunts Simba over his role in Mufasa's death, and backs him to the edge of the rock, where he reveals to him that he actually murdered Mufasa. Enraged, Simba forces him to show the truth to the rest of the Pride. Timon, Pumba, Rafiki, Zazu, Simba, Nala, and the rest of the lionesses fight the hyenas until they retreat from the pride lands scar attempts to escape however becomes cornered by simba at a ledge near the top of pride rock scar begs for mercy and attempts to blame his crimes on the hyenas simba decides to spare his life on the condition that scar leaves the pride lands forever scar refuses and attacks his nephew but Simba is able to turn the table on the fight, and Scar is thrown from the cliff after a brief fight. Scar actually survives the fall, but gets attacked and mauled to death by the hyenas, who overheard his attempt to betray them. Afterward, Simba takes over as the rightful king, and makes Nala his queen. Some time later, with the Pride Lands restored to its usual state, Rafiki presents Simba and Nala's newborn cub to the assembled animals, continuing in the circle of life. The original animated Lion King was released on June 15th, 1994 and made just under $970 million at the global box office on a budget of $45 million. The 2019 remake premiered on July 9th, 2019 and made $1.657 billion on a budget of between $250 and $260 million some massive numbers from this franchise. Leading up to the remake's release, many critics criticized it for appearing to be a shot-for-shot remake of the original. However, there are a number of differences between the story of the two films. Director Jon Favreau even went as, as far as stating that some shots in the 1994 animated film are just so iconic he couldn't possibly change them and that despite the trailers suggesting the film is not just the same movie over again. I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but I really enjoyed the live-action movie, and even though the overall plot is largely identical, the changes and additions that were made actually make... I feel that it enhances the story that a little bit more. I know I usually give some facts at this point on the week's movie, however, instead I wanted to discuss some of the differences between the two films. And we may fit a couple of facts in between and at the end and throughout and so on and so forth, but I'll get into those now. Of course, the first difference is the look and feel. The 2019 remake swaps the classic Disney animation for photorealistic CGI. Honestly the visuals in this remake are absolutely stunning and even down to just the landscapes if you weren't to know that they were CGI animated you would think that this was maybe just animated animals on top of a real filmed location but no it is in fact completely animated and it's just absolutely stunning. However, even though I've said that, the director Jon Favreau has stated that there is actually one real shot in the entire film. In an Instagram post, he said that there are 1,490 rendered shots created by animators and CG artists in the film. However, he did manage to slip in one single real shot that was actually photographed or filmed in Africa to see if anyone would actually notice. And it's actually the very first shot in the movie, as it begins with the circle of life. And I think this just goes to reinforce that that I was just saying before, that if you wouldn't know, you would actually think that all of these scenes were maybe filmed on location and then maybe the animals put in. Because I could not tell the difference between the CGI rendering of these lands and the opening shot which was actually filmed. And whilst the 2019 remake does focus primarily on the stunning visuals and the brilliant story of The Lion King, that doesn't mean that it misses out on some of the songs of the original. Admittedly, there aren't as many songs as the original, but some of the more iconic songs have been remade for the film, such as The Circle of Life, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, and Hakuna Matata. There was even a new song made specifically for the film in the form of Spirit by Beyonce, who also voices Nala in the remake. However, one of the most notable changes was Scar's song Be Prepared. It was actually shortened and sounds more like a rhyme rather than a song. It actually sounds a lot more menacing as the result of this, and I actually really liked it. However, many people online as I was reading about when I was preparing all of my notes actually didn't like it, but I don't know. Maybe let me know what you think. I actually really liked this version, though, and it makes it really sets the mood a little bit more, shall I say. One of the few story differences between the two films is how Rafiki learns that Simba is still alive. In the animated film, Rafiki seems to have an almost mystical connection to Simba, whereas in the live-action film, Rafiki discovers this after finding a piece of Simba's hair from his mane that has made its way all the way to Rafiki from where he is with Timon and Pumbaa and he immediately sees it as a sign of Simba being alive. Another big change between the two films is actually the jokes. The 1994 film includes many jokes and funny moments, however the 2019 remake toned the jokes down a little bit for the film to give it a much more serious vibe. This makes the previously dim-witted and funny hyenas more serious and menacing, however they still do have their funny moments through the film, including a running joke about a lack of personal space. However, one funny moment that I actually physically laugh out loud to every time I see this moment in the remake is Timon's rendition of Be Our Guest from the Beauty and the Beast film. It's really funny, actually, when you see it. In the 1994 film, he instead dresses up and does the hula whilst offering Pumbaa on a plate, basically. But uh, the scene in the remake where he performs the... Uh, be Our Guest song uh, pretending to be Lumiere. It, I just feel it's as if it's really funny and it just comes unexpected in this mo- that moment of the film. And it's just a good nod to past Disney films, I just feel. And yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that section of the film. And if you've not seen the CGI remake, maybe you did watch one of the two films this past week. If you haven't seen the CGI remake, I do highly advise it, and uh, yeah, there are these really funny moments just spotted throughout rather than being constant throughout the film. In the remake, the Lionesses actually have a much larger role in the story, and their role in the tribe is actually explained a little bit more. Nala's story of how she came to find Simba is explained in much more detail. And Simba's mother, Sarabi, also has a uh, subplot as Scar explains how she chose Mufasa over him when they were younger. And with Mufasa out of the picture, he's once again trying to claim her as his queen. However, Sarabi refuses his advances, stating she will always be Mufasa's queen, which Scar punishes the rest of the lionesses for, of course. So what about some other facts from the films? Well, the 1994 film experienced some quite major backlash and protests, After a rumour began that the film includes the letters S-E-X in dust in the sky after Simba flops down onto the ground. However, animators have confirmed that this was instead meant to be the letters S-F-X, the common abbreviation for special effects. However, this was later altered in uh, subsequent releases to remove this reference. I found this one interesting. A few weeks before the 1994 release, it's reported that Elton John was given a special screening of the film... However, he noticed that the film's love song had been left out. He then successfully lobbied to have the song put back into the film, and actually rightfully so, as Can You Feel The Love Tonight actually won him an Academy Award for Best Original Song. And as for the 2019 remake, James Earl Jones was the only original voice actor brought back for the remake. John Favreau stated that he saw it as carrying the legacy across, and that just hearing him say these lines is really moving and surreal. His voice has, of course, changed a lot over the years. However, Jon Favreau stated that this served the role well because it sounded like a king who'd ruled for a long time. However, Jeremy Irons, who played Scar, actually did express an interest to returning for his role, Personally, I'd have liked to have seen Rowan Atkinson reprise his role of Sazu. Outside of their original theatrical releases, both films have gained critical success elsewhere as well, in the form of sequels and TV series. The original animated film actually spawned two further movies, in the form of Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and also Lion King 1 and a Half. Timon and Pumbaa even got their own TV series which ran for three seasons and 85 episodes between 1995 and 1999. This is actually also available now on Disney Plus. And in more recent years we've seen the animated TV series The Lion Guard, which I actually watched the first few episodes with my son earlier today and he really enjoyed it, so it might be one that he carries on watching actually. As for the live action and CGI remake film, It's actually reported that Disney could be working on another either sequel or prequel to that film. The prequel could reportedly uh, follow Mufasa in his earlier years. Not much is known about this potential project as of yet, but if I do see any further information on it or any more information is released on it at any time, you know I'll be the first to let you know. And also, let's not forget the popular Broadway and West End stage show of The Lion King as well, which has been very popular over the years, as well as the show Festival of the Lion King over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I absolutely love the show over at Animal Kingdom, and if you ever get a chance to be able to go and see it for yourself, I do highly recommend it. But that's about it for this week. I have to say that The Lion King is probably one of my all-time favourite uh, Walt Disney animated films. I remember watching it when I was younger. It came out roughly around the right sort of time for me because I think I might have even seen it maybe in the cinema after it was released as well, and I absolutely loved it. And I've watched all the films, and I remember watching the Timon and Pumba TV series when it was on when I was a child. I don't think, apart from watching The Lion Guard, the first few episodes of The Lion Guard with my son i don't think i've really seen much of that series apart from maybe trailers here and there but i have no doubt i'll be watching that one with my son but yeah i have to say that i really enjoy the lion king movies and it's one that i always recommend to people if they want to watch any like classic disney films i try to i don't know maybe i, s- I steer clear of some of the princess films but I, the lion king and tarzan and films like that i absolutely love especially the music in them as well. I, I did really enjoy the music in both of these films, both the original and the uh, remake film. And yeah, I, ju- I just really enjoyed them. And the visuals, as, as I've said on a couple of occasions, the visuals in the remake film are just absolutely stunning. And whilst I maybe would have liked for some of the original cast to return, maybe Rowan Atkinson, like I say, as Zazu, the cast in the remake did an absolutely stunning job and i think having james earl jones return to the role of mufasa was the right thing because i just cannot imagine anyone else just doing that sort of voice for the role i don't i can't think of an uh, an actor or a voice actor off the top of my head that could successfully pull off that sort of presence in the film if you will But anyway, that's just my thoughts on it. What did you all think? As always, I asked the question over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord and Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone, and also on social media as well. So let's have a look at some people's thoughts from this past week. Both of this week's comments actually come from Instagram, so let's have a look at those. Tim said, I absolutely love this film. As far as remakes go, I would say it's better than the original. And Rob said, I've never seen the remake until this past week. However, it really did surprise me with how good it was and how realistic the animation style was. Thank you very much for everyone who left comments this last week. I say I really enjoy reading those out during the show. Let's see, though, what the guys over at Diz His thought of the Lion King films this past week over on their podcast. So, it's over to them. Diz His, Diz His Review. Review.
1: Okay, so this week was The Lion King. And not only was it the animated version, it was like the live action mm-hmm. version, right? Have you guys seen both of um have you guys seen the live action one?
2: Yeah, I like Disney. Huh? I like Disney, so yes, I've seen both.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about you, Jen?
3: Um I love I love the animated version. That's one of my top five movies. Yeah. Um couldn't make it through the live action. Couldn't do it. Really? I, I didn't think it was nope. that
1: bad. The live nope. action. I didn't think it was that bad at all.
3: It's not that it was, um, it's not that it was that bad. It's that if you have something so beloved
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and they remake it and it's not the same, I just, I couldn't, it was almost sacrilegious to me. I just couldn't do it, even though it's the same company and whatever. And really, what killed it for me was, um, now I'm on the spot and I can't think of his name. Who played um, Jeremy
1: Irons? Charles nope. Gambino?
3: No, it wasn't. It was oh, Seth Rogen, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Couldn't he it once? It, that, yeah. I, that was it. That that part
2: where he actually doesn't sing well and like kind because that part in the in the in the cartoon it's so so good because both people can sing that do Boomba and Timon, mm-hmm. and right? Then Seth Rogen can't sing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Also, I kind of worship, um, I, I oh my God.
1: Billy Eichner?
3: No, 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 no. I love Billy
1: Eichner. Yeah, so do I.
3: Um, no, I like Billy Eichner. The originals? Eichner, but, um uh, Nathan Lane.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, I low-key worship him. So, I, the fact that he's not in that, and, and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. So, um, that being said, Lion King is beloved in my yeah. house. To the yep. point where I know all the instrumental music, every song, every lyric, mm-hmm. everything, everything. I could probably recite the movie if I tried hard enough.
1: I, I remember buying the the musical, like the um, the music CD when it came out. Oh, Lion really? King. Yeah, I remember it.
2: Yeah, I love the Lion King growing up. Of course, it's one of my favorite animations. And uh, yeah, the original is awesome. The, the new one is not, you know, it's okay. I've seen it maybe twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, "Okay." I saw it a second time with my daughter, and I was like, "Okay, it's decent." I've listened to music since then because it comes up when we ever play Disney music. It just comes up, and it's not as bad as I remember, but definitely doesn't doesn't touch the original.
1: I definitely agree with you guys. Like the like the original is like awesome, right? It's hard to beat such an iconic movie, mm-hmm. you know, and make remake it and make it just as good. It's not nearly as good. I heard a lot of people saying that, like that. Like the facial expressions didn't really come through. I totally agree with people. Like, there's this one part where when Akuna Matata and he's like, you know, they're going through the whole song and like, towards the end, Simba has grown up and he's supposed to kind of like busting out of the trees, you know? And he's like, it means no worries, uh-huh. like that, right? And in the animation, there's like so much emo- emotion from Simba because it's just, like, this is supposed to be like one of the first times you're seeing him yeah. as a grown up. Mm-hmm. And when the live animation, when he, when he I was like expecting that. And it was just like his mouth moving pretty much. And there's like no expression on his face. Right. And it was not as good as the original, right? Yeah. So the whole movie is kind of like that with like the emotions and stuff like that. Because you want to see the characters kind of like, you know, have feelings. Uh, but it wasn't bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. Like I would watch it again. I just watched it today. Like I watched it today before uh, the show, uh-huh. the live action. And uh, it's not terrible, but it's not nearly as good as the original. Listen, yeah, yeah. I
3: thought the way that they I thought that they cast the live action very appropriate with with, um, you know, Simba and Nala and all of that stuff. I thought that those that was great casting for the live action. I really do think it was Pumbaa and Timon that killed me. They they, in my mind, it, it is nobody but Nathan Lane. So that was that was the issue. Mm-hmm. But everybody else was great. I mean, I, I had no no concerns with them
1: but yeah i like well. seth rogan and i like uh, what's his name when you said his name you said, you said name, it yeah what was it uh billy billy, billy Eichner. Eichner. i love billy i yeah, so love too. both of them so i was fine with them as needed more emotion dude that little baby puma when they were sitting there and they're talking about like when he was was when he was a young warthog uh-huh. right and then in the live action they showed like the little baby like you know warthog or whatever uh-huh. that thing was so cute man <laughs>
3: <laughs> but okay so time out you keep calling it live action like it's live action it's not live action. Well, I know it's CGI. It's another CGI. type of animated
1: movie. I know, but that's what the, I, mean, I was just trying to make a difference between the two.
3: It's not like they cast. <laughs> they did. They, they cast
1: it. And those are real ca- animals on there. There was
3: a casting call in uh, the Serengeti.
1: No, Animal Kingdom. Joe Rody helped out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin my dreams.
2: <laughs> Want to hear more from Alex, Joe, and Jen? Go to DizHiz.com.
0: Thank you very much, as always, to the guys over at DizHiz. Of course, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1pm and 8pm Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, if you want to send me your comments each week on the Weekly Movie Club, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or in any of my posts on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club, or also in my post over on the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you'd like to leave me an audio comment on the movie, you can record one and send one over on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. And also remember, if you're enjoying the show, you also now have the option to be able to show your support by donating a coffee. As I've said on many occasions, I often record and edit my podcast between about 8pm and midnight. In fact, as of right this very moment, it's 11pm as I'm recording this. So I'm usually drinking coffee throughout this time just to stay awake. So if you'd like to donate a coffee, you can do so at ko-fi.com forward slash the D plus club plus spelt P-L-U-S, of course. As for next week's film, we'll be featuring the film Turner and Hooch, in advance of the sequel TV series starting on the 21st of the month. So I thought it would be best to celebrate the film that inspired the TV series by watching it before the new series is released. Until then though, hopefully you've had a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next week. Have a great one everyone. Bye bye.